This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. The Bastards are back for this Saturday Deep Dives edition of the podcast. We are a part of the Minute Media Podcast Network. Just a quick disclaimer for any first-time listeners, this is not a Homer podcast. We call it how we see it. When the Red Sox are dominating, we will celebrate that. When the Red Sox are getting destroyed, we will be critical and at times savagely blunt. If you are easily offended, press the stop button immediately. But for those who embrace it, let's get rolling. I am Charlie Smith coming to you from Providence, Rhode Island. Joining me tonight, we have Andrew Dwan coming to you from Denver, Colorado by way of Quincy, Massachusetts. Mr. Dwan, it's a pleasure to chat with you because we don't get to do this too often. How are you? Doing well, you know, got the hot stove heating up in the middle of summer. Get you know, a lot of F5 season going on. It's a good time of year. It's uh, it's great. How's the weather over there? It's humid as heck out here. It's like 102 and miserable. Oh, 102. <laughs> All right. Here yeah. I was complaining about 92. That's <laughs> yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I-, I didn't know it was that bad in Denver. Good to know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also joining us tonight, we have Terry Cushman in Myrtle Beach by way of Windham, Maine. Terry, how are you doing tonight? Not too bad. I can't match Andrew's 102 down here in the deep south, but I might be able to beat him with humidity, I'm thinking. What's the weather down there? Uh, it's, it gets into the 90s quite a bit. And, Canonize, um, yeah. But like at, at work, I'll have to, uh, I deliver like pallets of batteries to mostly golf cart dealerships. We have some automotive garages, but I'll have to shrink wrap around the top of the pallet to keep the batteries tight and together so i'll do like literally six or seven laps around the pallet and by the end of it i'm just instantly pouring (laughs) with sweat just drenched it's just extremely humid that cannot be fun i do not envy you uh (laughs) it's it's uh it's brutal walking around in the heat i can't imagine doing that batteries in the heat's also just screams bad idea well they're heavy and you know but i have a power pallet jack to move them most of the time so fair enough right on well without any further ado andrew why don't you lead us off with your deep dive so you know we're talking trades here um i think the most glaring thing right now is first base the i continue to harp on it the tristan Cassis situation has been just devastating to this team I think they had zero intention based off the contract they handed Travis Shaw, where it literally gave him no money whatsoever, pretty much. Um, After, you know, I think it was 31 days, they were expecting Tristan to be ready. He got sidelined by a horrific ankle injury. He's finally just getting back at his second game in the FCL uh, for rehab today. Um, Looked pretty good, had a couple hits, took a few walks. Uh, but he's not going to be ready this year. It's not going to happen. So you have to look outside the organization. And the one I'm doing is the team we traded with last year. Um, 
and hopefully, you know, we can match up again a little earlier than midnight because uh, we had to record a whole new episode last year. Um, and that's with the Washington Nationals and Josh Bell. Uh, I've always liked Josh Bell going back to his draft date where he was kind of odd. Uh, he was telling teams after, I think it was like pick 10, not to draft him. He said, I'm not going to sign. I'm not going to sign. Pittsburgh called his bluff. You know, it took him a while to develop, but he's really broken out in the last couple of years. Uh, he's pretty, he's a consistent hitter. He should have probably been an all-star this year. And he fits the Cassis timeline kind of to a T. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Shouldn't, in theory, cost too much money because not a lot of the contenders need a first baseman. Um, so I think the Red Sox can match up pretty well with an acceptable amount going back to Washington. Uh, he's a switch hitter, which plays perfectly. You know, if you do want Franchi to get some at-bats because he's on one of his hot streaks, you can do it. You know, you can have him in the lineup, you know, facing a righty, give Bell, you, know, you can spell JD. I, I, I just think it's almost a better fit than what even Schwarber was last year for this team. So Josh Bell, I don't know what they'd have to give up. I'm assuming one of their pitchers in AAA – I don't know if that's a Chris Murphy. I don't know how they feel about Jay Guru, who just got promoted today. Um, I also have a thought where I don't know if teams are going to start trading until we find out what exactly the free agent compensation is. Um, and that is all linked to the international draft, which has been pretty quiet. Uh, I think the deadline's coming up for them to reach a decision. And we all saw what happened last time when MLB and MLBPA had to meet in the middle. And how many walks across a parking lot do we refresh Twitter constantly for? So that could hold it up. Another issue do we know if Josh Bell can play in Toronto? The last time he played uh, the Jays was in Florida. It was last year. You know, they were still in, what, Dunedin or whatever, how you, however you pronounce it. Dunedin. Dunedin, Dunedin? Yeah. yeah. Never knew how to say that one. We saw Andrew Benatendi's stock get railroaded. We saw Whit, Whit Merrifield's stock, which had already been low, get railroaded the other day. If Josh Bell isn't eligible to play in Toronto, I don't know if the Red Sox touch him. I I think they might be aggravated at this point. And, you know, we saw what happened with Duran. He said he's going to get it figured out. But, um, like, Real Mudo said, no way. If these guys want to go to a contender, uh, I'm hoping they can figure something out, maybe use the all-star break to do so, if you think you might end up in the AL East. But... That's kind of a black cloud hanging over the situation. But my dream acquisition is absolutely Josh Bell. I would be all for it. I'm kind of surprised, though, your package. It seems to me that he would require a, a bigger package than Kyle Schwarber, who we gave up, I think, our number eighth or ninth ranked prospect for. So you don't think he would go for quite as much? I don't, just based off what I'm seeing, I thought personally he would, but everyone's saying it shouldn't be that bad. Yeah, it was Aldo Ramirez last year for Schwarber. I think Chris Murphy's a better prospect than Aldo Ramirez was. It was also a weird situation where both of those guys were hurt 
Um, I, so I'm not, yeah, it's kind of a, an odd comparison just based off the uniqueness of what Schwarber was last year. Cause you know, if he was healthy, God, he would have been, he would have cost a ton. Well, I hope you're right. I just can't see Bloom coughing up much for another rental for the second year in a row and not having someone that's uh, slightly, um, you know, controllable, maybe perhaps with another year left. But Bell is phenomenal right now. I mean, he's hitting 298 with a 380 OBP. Uh, hasn't hit a ton of home runs, only 12, uh, 47 runs driven in. But, you know, let's face it, he plays for the Nationals, so uh, a bottom-dweller team. I think he'd fit in. He solves a lot of problems. I mean, you've, you've got a nice bat in the lineup, and you've got a guy who could play adequate defense. So... I think Josh Bell could impact the 2022 Red Sox more so than Kyle Schwarber did in 2021. So I really like Josh Bell. I think this is someone who's going to get targeted before, uh, before tonight, because I, that's one of the only players that I've rostered in fantasy that seems to be doing decent work. Uh, Bell's now hitting after today. Because Terry said everything right, 298, 1247. It is 13th bomb of the year. It was a solo shot. Now he's in a clean 300. I don't think the Red Sox are going to be the only team in on him. This is a left-handed banger. And there's one place that left-handers could absolutely mash. Because he can hit both ways. But I think he's, correct me if I'm wrong, and Andrew probably would have this better than me. I think he's better left-handed than right-handed, if I'm not mistaken. I think he does more damage. Like, Or, or am I wrong? I'm unsure, but his opportunity, his bat at Yankee Stadium, if, if the Yankees end up getting somebody like that, would be devastating because he could play first base. He could play outfield. That would also replace the Gallo, you know, flub because he's that's just like a boat taking on water. Um, if the Red Sox were able to put a proper package together for Bell, I would love to see somebody like that stay for a couple of years. He could be a replacement to Jackie Bradley or Anybody else in this rotation, anybody else in, in the in the order, in the outfield, we don't have that solid first baseman either. Josh Bell's playing first base, but he also has the ability to play the outfield too. Um, we already saw what, what happened with Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber earlier, like a, I think it was less than two weeks ago, had two home runs in back-to-back games. He's up to 28 on the season. And he's second or third in the league, if I'm not mistaken. So he has absolutely taken the league you know, by fire. And he's just crushing it right now. Bell isn't going to be that same kind of guy. He's not going to be a home run hitter. He is, however, going to get on base a heck of a lot more. Um, outside of Aaron Judge, there might only be like one player uh, with more home runs, if that, because Judge is the only one at 30, 30 or 31, I forget. Um, I mean, I, I just love the, the Josh Bell pick. I think it's it's a great option and it would fill one plus holes for us. Let me throw in one dark horse and I'll make it quick. And that's out in Arizona. That's going to be Christian Walker. Um, it's not going to hit for average. He's going to hit for pop. He's going to play pretty damn good defense at first base as well. He's also our Arb eligible. Um, so you'd have him for two years past this. I don't know what it would take to get him. I mean, it's Arizona. You know, they're not competing for anything. 
Just another eye to uh, another guy to keep an eye on. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna go outfield uh, as far. I and I I went here a couple weeks ago when we did a similar show. Here's my problem. Can we agree that Kike Hernandez? probably isn't coming back this season. Uh, he's seeing a specialist tomorrow. So I think that's probably a safe, safe bet. It's going to be a 60 day stint. So I don't even know how far into it he is at this point. Yeah. Uh, ahead, I think go. he's done. Yeah. I think he's done. I think that's it. I, I just, I don't think it's, it's worth raising the, uh, the injury make it worse for him. I mean, you're not going to do anything by pushing somebody like that with his, with his history, with his injuries. So I think right now, best thing would be say, thank you for coming. We appreciate your time here, but it's, it's best if we part. I agree. And the outfield for us, I mean, we've gotten decent production at times from uh, Rob ref Snyder. Uh, besides falling asleep uh, in whatever game that was against Tampa, game two or three, uh, he's been pretty solid in the outfield. Uh, but the thing about it is, I think Kike Hernandez ideally would be a third outfielder on most teams. And for the Red Sox, he's he was basically their number one or number two. I think he'd be number two at this point because Verdugo's been out of his mind, but but that just and we don't even have Kike on the team now so that just goes to show you how how weak we are out there and it's a tough market right now as far as available outfielders there's one team i would go to i don't love this this trade but he's versatile and he might even be able to play first base as well but why not call up the Padres and see what it might take to get Jer- Jerks and Profar? He's is, not. Go ahead. Is he okay? What's that? Is he okay? I believe so. Is he? Is he hurt? Yeah. He, he got messed up the other night. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. He literally. They neglectfully tried to make him walk off the field after he got a knee to the head and his neck snapped back and he collapsed. So I don't know what that situation is going to look like. I thought he was on the COVID IL recently, but I didn't see. Well, yeah, it was a gross collision. You should look at it. I, I think that was the one that he had with CJ Abrams. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, CJ Abrams was playing yeah. second base and, and, it, it, I thought it was his thigh. I didn't know it was knee to the head. I thought it was thigh yeah, to it was the a, head. Like a knee to the, well, yeah, it was yeah. old neck snapback. It was. It, was it looked bad. Good. It did look bad. You're absolutely right on that. Um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen until you know concussion protocol. It'd be an interesting play, but Jerkson Profar isn't known for playing first base. Isn't he more like a middle infield guy? Uh, no, I think he's been playing mostly uh, left field. So he okay. sustained a uh, a concussion and a neck strain in that um, in that collapse. Wow, I'm surprised I I didn't see that. But the other part of my take though was I was just looking at that team in general, and 
it, would it be possible if if say the the Josh Bell thing doesn't work out, maybe Eric Hosmer could be looked at. He's been pretty productive for them uh, this year, and just in the last week, he's kind of gone off. He was on fire to start the season. He'd seen some. I mean, it was a side of him that we had. It felt like never seen before. It's tailed off a little bit. Um, Hosmer now is like a. It's like a rich man's Mitch Moreland. Like I think you're going to be paying a whole boatload for someone who's going to be getting singles and doubles defensively. I think it's going to be. Uh, actually, I don't think I know it's going to be an upgrade at first base for the Red Sox. Um. Isn't he getting paid like an an insane amount of money though? He is, and the way they reset the rules based, they made the rules weird based off the salary years and the money. So, like the team takes on an odd amount now. I'm not sure the specifics, but yeah, he'd be getting a good chunk of change from uh, from Boston, <laughs> right? I don't think it's just the normal 13 per year that uh, his salary is. I think the way it works out is the average annual value is whatever whatever it is for the balance of his contract, if I'm not mistaken. I was just trying to see where he was. Oh, he signed through 2025. So, yeah. Yeah, so may, perhaps the Padres weren't uh, a great dance partner. I We can all agree right now that... Um, the Pirates outfielder there. Um, Reynolds. Just, yeah, we were just talking about him today. Um, probably too high of a of a price. Absolutely. I mean, it will sting. It will absolutely sting. You'll see – you'll probably see Marcelo Meyer out um, and who knows what, who else. And that is a lot to give up for a guy that we don't know if he can – uh, play in a big market. Let me throw out one final name. Uh, and actually, before I throw out that name, would a guy like Michael Waka, I, I think we've got some strength here, uh, you know, as far as dealing, we can deal from a position of strength. And I, I think our rotation is part of that. And we got Paxton coming back. Could a guy like Michael Waka, be a good one for one candidate with another team. One I was looking at is the uh, Giants with, uh, and potentially if we could get a guy like Mike Yastrzemski, who has had his struggles the last couple of years, but somewhat adequate. He is a lefty, so it, it does get complicated. But I think a guy like Bradley's time might be short. Uh, he was hitless in the. Uh, Tampa series he's been ungodly bad the last few weeks so it's just there's there's not a lot of guys out there but I'm just wondering if Bloom can get creative here uh, in, in terms of a trade for an outfielder where we don't have to deal prospects With, I think if Walker was to be moved, he would have to make, let's say, the 14th. He'd have to make two, maybe three starts 
before that trade because I don't think anyone's touching him with uh, the questions regarding like surrounding his arm. And, on, and you know, I've kind of been on the same boat as you. Like, you know, he's probably never worth more than he is now. Uh, but they also might be a little gun shy after you know we they just watched eighty percent of the rotation. <laughs> the uh, IL. I don't know. Maybe a guy like Jock Peterson, they can figure something out with uh, San Francisco. He's got the moxie and, you know, the October pedigree. Another guy, too. Yeah. And he's a lefty, which we can't seem to um, avoid. <laughs> yeah. It's just like we've got just an abundance of them and they happen to be the most available. But. <sighs> it, it's it's a complicated market. And like I said, I don't want to give up a huge haul for, for anyone really. That's, that's a rental. No, absolutely not. I, I don't think they're in position to do that. I don't think you can touch the top three prospects. And the issue is that they have three fifty-five, you know, future value guys. And for a lot of these deals, you need to move the fifties, but the Red Sox don't have that many fifties right now, just based off of you know how sparse the system was. And they're rebuilding it slowly, but that's why we saw New York manage to trade so many damn guys away last year, you know, and they all seem to be in like the seven to 15 range and it didn't affect them. The giants for what it's worth. I mean, they're probably going to be looking at, at starting pitching. They've got a solid one, two punch in Rodone and uh, Logan Webb, who is my Cy Young pick, by the way. I don't think he'll come close to that, despite a very solid season. Um, but after that, it drops off. I mean, Alex Wood not having a great season. Alex Cobb, I mean, those guys are in the mid fours. I, I think they could be, you know, that they'll probably be in the market for. Um, you know, a starter. And I think a one for one deal, if, if Bloom can find a dance partner, that could be something worth looking at. I, I, I'm not admittedly, I haven't watched a lot of, uh, you know, MLB wide stuff quite as much this year. I've been pretty busy since I moved down here, but, um, a guy like Deekman, we were talking about, Austin Davis might be attractive uh, to some teams. I've been preaching that one. I think his value is astronomical at this point. Catillo wrote that earlier and people flipped out on him. (laughs) It's weird because they're not really using Austin Davis in high leverage. I mean, he's come into a, a couple of losing games recently. Like, I mean, tonight would have been a great time to, to use him. Not that, I mean, Schreiber got thumped and that's was eventually going to happen, but, but I just, it doesn't seem like Davis has been used in real critical moments. I agree. It's almost like they've been conserving him just in case they need to spot start him. I don't, yeah, I'm a little perplexed by it as well. I think at this point they might be protecting some trade value with him, And, but I, hopefully I did, I liked the Schwarber trade last year. I, I was kind of hoping for Rizzo, but I, I think it, Rizzo didn't do much. In the he's having a, a better year this year, but um, he got COVID last year and just never really got going again. And the Red Sox did pretty well with Schwarber, who had somewhat of a quiet September. But I want to see this Bloom magic. I want to see this out of nowhere trade that I love. 
you know, and I think I think it's going to be a one for one. I really do. However, it works out. But Charlie, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, mine is going to be focused around starting pitching. Um, so as far as pitching woes goes, didn't mean to rhyme there, but worked out. Our pitching issues have been absolutely insane. So combining both our starters and relievers, Michael Waka, dead arm, Josh Winkowski, COVID, Connor Siebold, right form extensor, uh, extensor strain or extender strain. Rich Hill had a knee injury. Garrett Whitlock had a hip injury. Matt Strom is day to day. Hopefully soon he'll come back. Tyler Danish had a right forearm strain. Matt Barnes has right shoulder inflammation, or that's what we we're told. James Paxson still hasn't come back yet. We just got Chris Sale back. Nate Valdi uh, will be coming back shortly. That doesn't leave you with many sexy names in the rotation for the Red Sox right now. There's a reason why we're getting spanked in the rotation. So uh, I was just kind of chatting briefly with Andrew about what would it take for the Red Sox to get you know an elite level pitcher to make us incredibly relevant once again. What would it take to get a Luis Castillo? What would it take to get a Frankie Montas? And if we were to go after Cincinnati or Oakland's top dog, you know, there's a, a tool that uh, Andrew shared with us, um, the Baseball Trade Values website. And what they're requesting is a lot. And while we'd be able to, you know, do more than what they're asking as far as value, are we going to be able to beat some of the other teams' packages that they've got set up? We may not be. So a couple of less sexy names, but could potentially make an impact in the team. This is like, I don't want to say deep sleepers. Like, you know, early this year, we're getting pretty upset with these kind of low under the radar names and whatnot. But what about a Brady singer in Kansas city? What about an Adrian Sampson from the Cubs? Adrian Sampson isn't, isn't a household name. Brady singer still has several years of, control i think he has i think he's arb one this year or next year so he's got a couple years of team control there but the package to bring it back brady singer's not slaying it in kansas city they don't have the offense there so this might be an opportunity to capitalize and strike while the iron is hot but Um, sorry before you get too far of singer he was on the list today for uh no goes to toronto so that might red list him on that it might, but Brady Singer. So using that that tool that we were uh, discussing earlier with uh, the trade value site, uh, just out of curiosity, for Samson, they're not even giving him a value of one. It's negative 0.5, which is crazy. And if you go over to the Royals, I want to say that that Singer's got like a value of like 15, something like that, 19.2. It's like half of what it would take to get a, a Frankie Montas or a Luis Castillo. I think that getting somebody like Singer, you know, I, I don't want to go after, you know, one of the pitchers we used to have. Chicago has uh, Wade Miley, but I don't I don't want Wade Miley again. I'm kind of cool with that. But I'd love to see, you know, I, I think that I think that Brady Singer could be an interesting addition. He's not doing badly. He's I mean, he's he's pitching decently well in games that he actually gets offense he's given six seven innings the past couple games he's unfortunately lost a couple of games as well but i mean he's consistently getting five six innings out there he's pitching pretty well 
I'd love to see what he could do. He gets double plays too. It, it can't hurt. Uh, Andrew or, or Terry, do you, one of you guys want to chime in? I, my, again, with the singer, singer not being able to pitch in Toronto, I think that's just an automatic no for me. I just, I think they're aggravated by it. I, it causes headaches, skips guys in the rotation. I, I just don't see them dealing with that. And for that reason, I'm, I'm out on singer. I guess to add to that, it would be really tough with Chris sale, not committing to being vaccinated as well. So I just, I agree with Andrew. I think the vaccine thing is just going to be too much of an issue. You know, I, I know that, you know, Heimblum isn't going to be, isn't going to mortgage the farm. This isn't the the Dombrowski era where we're going to be mortgaging our top picks to get elite level pitching, like the, the Chris Sale trade when we get, got rid of uh, Yon Mankata, Michael Kopik, and a couple other prospects, which I think is a smart move here. I don't want to dump, you know, Mayer. I don't want to dump, you know, even though York is injured, I don't want him going. I don't want Casas going. I, I don't want to lose our, our top two chips for someone that may walk in a year or two years. I just, I don't want to do it, but I just thought, you know what, even, even with that situation, there are a couple names on the team that already said, you know, we'll be vaccinated. Uh, Alex core mentioned, Oh yeah. I bet you a dollar that everyone's going to have their names done, whether or not that's true. I don't know how they're going to be able to enforce that, but I, I, I don't think that Rich Hill, Michael Walker are both going to be starters by the end of the year. And that's two names in the rotation that now we're going to need replacements for. Chris Sale comes back. That's one. Get Whitlock's not going to be in the rotation. Can 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 Paxton be that other guy, or do we need to get another one? And I, I think it's it's a low risk potential high reward. That's my take on that. There would have to be you know other moves that uh, in the areas we've addressed. So I I just don't know how aggressive Bloom would be, but. I mean, maybe I don't have a name off offhand, but perhaps just another guy that Bloom, you know, a number four on another rotation that Bloom thinks can come in, they can tweak something real quick and, and you know, be off to the races with. I'm not sure, but... I personally would be very surprised if, if starting pitching is an, is an area they look at. Yeah, I think they have enough depth at the AAA level that they've seen. You know, I mean, last episode, we couldn't even figure out whether to get rid of Winkowski or Crawford. I just, at that point, I just don't see them giving up enough for a guy that's significantly better than them or anything for a guy that might be just as good as them. Where are you on me, Charlie? I've just muted myself. Wow. Uh, I, uh, I think it's rich. I think the, the takes are great. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting. And the Red Sox will have a lot to ponder. Uh, you know, I know some of the, some of the team listen to the show and, and hopefully they'll be able to bring some of that back to Heim and maybe we'll see some sweet additions and kind of shake things up a little bit because, uh, you know, as, as Andrew had started off the, the, the prior show, um, we, we definitely need to break more than, more than most teams. And, uh, nothing says that more than when you get swept by, a a divisional opponent. 
Uh, do either one of you two have anything else you wanted to add? I do, actually. Update on my sure. earlier take. Um, Jerickson Profar actually made his first rehab start tonight with the Lake Elsinore Storm Baseball. Good for him. Uh, I think, I don't know if that's double A AA or triple A. You might know, Andrew. Um, but so he's probably not that far away. Seems healthy. I guess he's struck out twice tonight so far. That game's actually currently underway right now. Um, so just to go back to that, I mean, he's versatile. Is he the sexy name you would want? No. Is he, is he close I, to what Schwarber was? No. I think he was one of my, uh, target off season targets the last couple of years in a row on some of our episodes. Cause I did like the versatility and I mean, he's always had the pedigree. He was the number one prospect in baseball for two years in a row. It was just a matter of putting it all together and staying healthy. I like profile. I, I mean, he seems like a guy that bloom would want and same with core, you know, plug him in left field today, second base tomorrow, third base the next day. And you know, he'll, he'll produce. Yeah. That's what I, I liked as well. Um, I, he's on my fantasy team too. So I'm used to, you know, plug in and wherever, wherever I need to have him. But, um, another guy, this name gets brought up every year. Probably one of the more brought up names is also making a rehab start in that same game. Uh, Will Myers, he just hit a light tower home run shot, but, uh, I'm not sure how much interest bloom would have there, but it's another name. Yeah, I thought maybe they could get something done in the offseason, you know, where they could have got a prospect in return. I think San Diego does need some offense at this point. And I think Myers, unfortunately, for you know a team like the Red Sox, could be that guy that gets San Diego on track, you know, because who knows, I don't, who knows what's going on with that tease. Hosmer could just stop hitting again like, you know, our first baseman have, and, you know, Will Myers all of a sudden becomes the savior. But yeah, I've always liked Will Myers as a player. He's uh, also a constant uh, injury liability as well. Mm -hmm. So um, he is a free agent though, at the end of the year. So if anything, if a deal could get made his, um, you know, the cost shouldn't be high at all, really. So just wanted to throw those updates out at you guys. Cool. And who knows? Maybe we'll have a new bullpen guy on uh, come Sunday that used to pitch at Vanderbilt. Oh, oh here we go. Who is it? Yeah. And Kumar Rocker. He's going Kumar Rocker, yeah. I, I think it's a 5% chance. I don't know. I don't think – you know, it could happen. But And, and like, he was linked. He was linked to Boston. The yeah, draft Paul is on Sunday? Is, yeah, it is. First round Sunday, and then two through ten, I think. On and they might even go two through twenty on Monday, but yeah. So it's just something to keep an eye on. I don't know what the chances are, but be interesting. Yeah, sure. we might have to uh, do a show after. I don't know how that would work because it really messes with our schedule, but we might be able to get creative. Uh, I guess if we if we land a big pick, we're excited about. We could uh, come on and do something, but cool. Well, uh, gentlemen, I want to appreciate both of you for joining me this evening. Andrew, always a pleasure to chat with you. It's it's fun to record with you every once in a great while. Terry, always a pleasure as well. 
And uh, we want to thank all of our dedicated and loyal fans and listeners uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere that podcasts are available. We thank you. We appreciate you. And we look forward to chatting with you very, very soon. Everyone have a great night. Take care.